Welcome to Music Journeys, I'm Mike Foley. Chris Stills embraces his roots, but also carves out his own sound. Though it's a common perception that his dad, Stephen Stills, shaped Chris's style, an equal amount of inspiration and knowledge came from his mom, popular French singer-songwriter Véronique Sanson. The latest EP from Chris Stills revolves around the piano, the first instrument he learned to play, with the help of mom, of course. On this edition of Music Journeys, Stills details the inspiration for his piano-driven songs. There's six of them on the Where Love Is Found EP. He also reflects on his famous parents, shares memories of working closely with David Crosby as a kid, but also the rehearsals they were doing before Crosby's death in January 2023. Stills also delivers some fun selections in the Fast Five. Chris Stills, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. My name's Chris Stills, and this is my music journey. also believes in the piano. It's a foundation for his Where Love Is Found EP. Although he's associated with the guitar, it's the piano a young Stills learned first. You know, as I kind of came into my teens, I discovered the guitar and this thing that could come into the bedroom with me in the bathroom where there's like natural reverb and was this whole transportable thing. And, and, and in that time when you're young and I think you you're a bit more shy about writing songs. You know, there's that, I'm going to go and go to my den and and secretly do this. And piano is a very much more, hey, I'm going to be in the living room with everybody and, and write my songs that way. And, you know, so it's this sort of timid thing that kind of steered me from guitar to guitar, but um, I'd never really focused on it that much. And so this this record was a was sort of a, a chance for me to let that voice come out and in a way that was, you know, full and complete and really un, unabashed. And I'm a big fan of, uh, of of Leon Russell and of Elton John and of Billy Joel and and Randy Newman and all the, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ben Folds even. And, you know, it's this little niche of, uh, of, of, of singer-songwriters that really, like, were, you know, strongly piano based and i was like hey I'm, nobody nobody's doing that and i'm i i can do it and so here we go and that was kind of it that was where the the impetus came just to follow up on the piano you, what was it that and you you hit on some good things right there but what was it that you that attracted you to it and maybe why you think it might need to be revived 
I look, I love piano rock. I, I, there's, there's not a lot of uh, folks that are doing it. For me, the piano, I discovered it because of my mom. My mom is a really wonderful uh, and, I mean, amazingly talented singer-songwriter in France. Uh, her name is Véronique Sanson. She is a piano rock uh, goddess, really. Um, you know, I've taken friends of mine who, you know, bands mates into France and they're like, yeah, we got to go see my mom at the Olympia in Paris. And they're like, oh, okay see Chris's mom and they kind of don't have any idea. And they're just sitting there with their jaws to the floor. Like, Oh my God, like your mom rocks. And I'm like, I know. got a lot of that from her and i went on the road with her you know like i got a lot of associations you know um the stills name has been as much of a hindrance as it has been a uh you know helpful some might argue one way or the other both have merit you know uh in, in those arguments uh, my mom uh my mom you know the same uh but uh i can't help from what you know where i come from and, you know, most people in America see me as growing up out on the road with Crosby, Stills and Nash and my dad and watching him play guitar and all that's true. But I did see also on my mom's side, I went on the road with her and watched her do that. So I, I've spent most of my career playing the guitar and, and, and doing those things. So, you know, my mom taught me as a baby, you know, my first musical experiences were actually on the piano. It's easy things in tune and, you know, you can make music pretty much right away if you hit the right ones. And I, I just started early. Things made sense to me quick. I mean, they did on guitar too, but but piano was definitely a, a thing. So I, I I just have that in me too. Like I do the um, the guitar songs, and you know, I'll put them on guitar because there's not always a piano in a in a in a in a, in a venue, you know. And uh, and sometimes you just want to play a real piano and not that like you know synthesizer thing that's like sitting in front of you that looks kind of silly and it's just really hard to look cool in front of one of those things, you know, but yeah, that's, that, that's kind of where it, uh, where it came from. I, I, and then I started, you know, my mom taught me bits of, of Gershwin and, 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 you know, I tried to take lessons and I was just so bored. I was like, whatever I can't do, but it's like, Oh God, that's terrible. And she would then just, okay, you want to learn this? And she would play, you know, Brahms or she would play Chopin and I would be like, well, that's cool. I want to learn that. And then she would teach me and I would throw her hands and I'm like, okay, get out of here. And and then I would learn it. And so that's kind of where my piano skills came from. And then it just kind of, uh, there was always one at the house. So I, I lucked out there, but yeah. 
That's wonderful. Well, uh, on this EP, you know, you love them all, right? And there's only six, so uh, it's a hard one. But is there one, uh, not even calling them favorites, just more more meaningful, that extra special for you, and and maybe why? Um, well, they're 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 no, they're and they all do. They're all so very special. <laughs> um, but um, I guess I would say uh, box for you. I wanna tell you. That you're gonna be alright If you wanna know how to step right into your life Love will know your name It will call you out and guide you through it Never tame your game it will guide you to a peace of mind from up above. Cause it only takes love. It was written for, for my daughter who was uh, who identifies and has pronouns. She identifies as they, them. And it was a song that, that, that when she was you know, she she kind of came out, if you will, and and had that had to assume, you know, trying to trying to assume her identity, and I kind of, you know, I was very supportive, and 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 um, they uh, they see, I'm still working on it, but they, meaning her, you know, which is not her pronoun, it's she's they them, so uh, they, uh, you know, ran into Suke. I watched Funny Looks, and I saw them um really sort of have to face some challenges and you know kids are not supposed to have those challenges you know they already have enough and and i and it's one of those challenges in this particular subject that shouldn't really shouldn't be you know um and so i i, I inspired this song box for you and it's about uh them coming out and 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 sort of just trying to be themselves uh, amidst, like, you know, sort of backlash. They make a lot of decisions that they are strangers to. Feels like the world is burning to have some sort of box for you. It's all about understanding. They, her, him, she, too. If I can just do me, why can't you do you? And I see your face every time I feel their fear. Watch your light so unafraid of what is real When the world needs healing There is no shame in pride Yeah and Feel your heart beat a little faster when I know your light is all you got to defend When the world needs healing I tell you it's gonna be alright it only takes love. It only takes love. The first time I played it was at a Rufus Wainwright, who's a dear friend, he came, he, he was playing at, at, in, in Los Angeles at the Ford Theater, and 
and I played it there and, and she was in the audience and I, I pretty much messed up the song so I was so nervous about it. But, you know, I got to play it in front of, you know, a thousand people or whatever was there. And, and, and that was very sweet of Rufus to invite me to do that. But that, so that song's special. I mean, the other ones, Thank God for the Band is also uh, a song that's just so cabaret-esque. I don't know. It's just, it's got this like musical aura to it, to me. It's like, it's about a guy, it's about my love for live music and the importance of it, at least to me, and I think really to everybody. I just couldn't be stopped Standing shoulder to shoulder in the crowd The balls were shaking up and down And in the back of that room was the band playing on Oh, thank God for the band Rocking out at the pub last night Making things right, I said Oh, thank God for the band Rocking out at the book of last night Making things right was a rock and roll band God bless you for making me feel forgiven Oh, God bless you for making me feel forgiven Oh you for making me feel forgiven Oh, God bless you for making me feel forgiven Ooh, thank God for the band Rocking out at the pub last night music in general can strike that chord and, and, and change your day. And, and, you know, basically me on tour somewhere where I was depressed and I walked into some random place and saw some random act that I had no idea was there. And it turned out to be absolutely amazing. And you're like, what the hell is this? I mean, I've walked through the subways of Paris and walked by uh, just guys playing uh, reggae and it was like stunning, uplifting and all my day was better. And that's what that song is about. So, but I love them all. <laughs> Rightfully so. I love them all too. Um, Thank you. Love's a big theme as well. Uh, The opening track, Where Love is Found. What what can you tell me about that one? Where Love is Found comes from, um, uh, it was supposed to be for a a, a movie. Uh, I got called by uh, my friend Paul Brusick, who runs production at at, at Warner Brothers for it. And it was a film called Evanescence, I think, or something like that. And it was Hugh Jackman and it was a big deal. And he's like, dude, can you, there's this cabaret scene and there's this girl singing. It takes place in the future, but can you write something like that? And so it was such a big movie and I, I love getting songs and movies as, as we all, but uh, I spent a lot of time working on it and I didn't get it. Uh, you know, they, they, they made a different direction choice as happens in film. And so, but at the end, I just had this great song about, uh, about love and and, 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 you know the cabaret thing inspired me to sort of go this more duke ellington kind of like old school you know these jazzy chords and you know it's again it's like the things that you can do on piano 
that you, that that or that I can do that that you know I'm not a really jazzy guy on piano you know like there's some you know inside stuff that oh I just don't know how to do it I mean some guys could do it but uh, it's not really my thing so it 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 opened up this door for me to 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 write that way and I, and I just kind of loved it and it came out really I was very proud of it and then I didn't get the movie but hey I got it for my EP so got to share it with you guys personally <laughs> well, you know I've paid my dues you know I've had it rough sometimes the sweetest thing is the simple thought of us yeah. I just tried to explain it's on the inside you turn around the first time I saw your face babe me don't struck me down on the inside baby oh love is found You recorded these all in one day, is that right? The six? Yeah, we um, we had a very tight budget, as is the case these days. But I wanted to do it well, so I found Jim Scott, who uh, you've heard his work on many records from you know U2 to Ryan Adams to, you know, and he's fantastic. And he has a beautiful studio in Santa Clarita, and he works in a way that was really conducive to, you know, recording live. And, and also the, the time factor on the post-production that he sort of takes care of during production, which is a thing that y'all can look up, but he would engineer and mix at the same time. So things would just be like ready to print, you know? So, uh, and I got uh, Sean Hurley and Carmen Vandenberg and Rob Humphreys uh, to come in and we just, we banged it out. And, you know, Carmen Vandenberg, she played with Jeff Beck uh, as his uh, rhythm guitarist. And I mean, just, right there and I've, I've met her a bunch of times and she's just a, a beast of a guitar player a talent beyond sean hurley plays you know one of the best bass players in la he plays with john mayer it's just like he's killer and rob humphreys he plays with the scary pockets um which is a great uh act that you guys should everybody should check out so this is this is a piano man's record and this is a piano rock record uh in its way and then um but also it's a player's record you know, I'm a player, you know, it's like, there's nothing, there's no, there's no loops. There's no, we did like a couple overdubs, you know, there's one background vocal that I did on Same My Last Goodbye. That's it. You know, it's just, I really wanted it to be this live feeling uh, thing. Um, and so we just really banged it out. And it was, it was, a, it was a long day, <laughs> but it was a good one, you know. Looking at the mirrors in your mind. That there's no regrets Meanwhile everybody 
One of the things I love about this EP in this age of sort of, you know, playlists and all over the place, left and right, I've just never been happier with the top to bottom, like six song flow. It's just every song, one after the other. I'm like, yep, I'm never bored. It just, it just flows. Um, but yeah, sorry, I digress. The About You, um, it's really about somebody it's about the a relationship between two people where you know it's so close it, it's borderlining on uncomfortable there's this sort of fine line between you know the the, the line that i love is like maybe you don't want me to you know it, it, it's that i i know you so well but do you really want did you really want me i'm really intuitive i'm so sorry you know <laughs> or you know you're going to hear the truth from me when you ask me the tough questions and you, you know, it, 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 it talks about the sweet nothings, you know, is like, is that what you want to hear? Or do you want to hear the truth? You know, and the truth, you know, love, you know, when love is true, it's a hard thing to find, you know, it, it's uh, it, that honesty. I'm so glad you said that about the order of the songs. I have three kids and I always tell them that just, you owe it to the, well, you don't owe it, but you kind of do owe it to the artist to listen to the full thing. It's kind of like my example is a movie. You, if you watch a movie, you might come away with some favorite parts, some favorite lines that you'll say all the time, right? But you you watch the whole thing, right? You didn't just jump into the your favorite. So give this thing your attention initially, and you might be surprised how how much it flows and sounds good. And that's a that's a great example. I'm glad artists still do that. I, it's 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 almost uh it's a bit of a lost it's 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 like a bit of a lost art it's like we albums full albums are are under marketed you know undervalued you know under appreciated these days you know i was listening to okay computer the other day and you know it's just like there's this there there's that sort of for me because i'm you know i've been around a bit there's this it's a demarcation point you know the digital age you know, it was it was exciting at the beginning because remember we used to make mixed tapes, but they were a pain in the butt to make. And this was like also like it's just so immediate. But that 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 full length voyage, you know, that, that the movie, you know, it's it is it's its own movie. It's not as long, but and didn't cost as much. But yeah, I agree. It's it's great. But I'm just very proud of this particular version. Like I just never let up and then it ends and I, it, I like it, it leaves me wanting more. So I was very happy with that. Maybe that's a link thing. I don't know. But anyway, but thanks for thanks for, you know, noticing that, too. And good on you for showing your kids. <laughs> right. They don't have to, but it's a good thing to notice. You mentioned your parents. And uh, I wonder if you could uh, share something that you've incorporated from each of them to carve out your own place and sound in music. What I carved out from them more than even just listening to their records was the live thing. Cause I got to get so close and I, and I watched it a lot and they just, you know, they just happened to be two individuals that, um, that in, in the, you know, in the history of music, um, uh, have, have, have left an indelible mark. Um, I got a front seat as to what that was in a way that most people didn't. And, and when I, 
was on the road as a kid and I, I, I was actually paying attention. So I, I, I definitely bring that. They're showstoppers. I just, uh, they, they command an audience and they, they and I, I like to do the same. I watched and, and, and learned how to do the same. Um, so I think uh, definitely, you know, live, I, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from them. Songwriting, I would just throw them into the mix from uh, of everybody else that that would be there, uh, you know, from Led Zeppelin to Randy Newman to Johnny Cash to Bob Dylan to, I mean, I didn't just listen to my parents, you know, that'd be nuts. That would drive me crazy. I'd hate my parents. <laughs> I did that. I'm literally, like, oh my god, you guys again, um, just like everybody else. But uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, and 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 you know, there was a while where I didn't, of course, and. And I, you know, I rebelled like everybody else. And then it just, you know, like, for example, reggae, reggae, I had a, uh, somebody tried to turn me on to reggae when I was, I don't know, 10. I wasn't having it, any of it. Uh, it was like Bob Marley, ugh, you know, I was like, and now I'm just like, oh my God. So, you know, I think music, like anything, you know, like great art, you know, it grows on you over time. It, it, it It's meaning translates differently over time and and there's nuances that are that are felt and and um at different times in your life in a different mood and 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 songs and paintings and movies will hit you differently my part lies in just being true to to me you know it's like i don't really if i sit there and go like what did i get you know i i kind of just take it in as a whole i i, I kind of almost ignore the fact that i have these these parents as you talk about because it just they, they're, they're artists in the end you know it's like we, we all work for the same company you know we all write songs we do it in our own way so i just make sure that i'm honest and i'm true and i like what i'm doing and it's nice when people like it too and it's nice when you can people like it and you can go out and put on a damn good amazing live show with greatest musicians and you know that's where I, that's where the fun is the greatest fun is when all that comes together, when you've written the song, you've made the record, you've, you know, you've marketed correctly, like God bless you, you have an agent, you got the right gig, and just everything comes together, and you get a packed audience, and you knock it out of the park, and there's this magic, and there's this, like, when you do things, and people go, ah, you know, and the song's not over, you know, and I always tell people, I was like, hey, you can hoop and holler, go ow, you know, and 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 yell during the song. It actually feeds us, and it's like if you get if you get touched, you know, it's kind of like church. It's like, can I get an amen? Yeah, amen, you know, like you know, it's that is the best. That is the greatest. And you know, sometimes it doesn't go like that. Sometimes the sound is crap, and and that's and you know, the, you want to kill your sound man or 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 whatever. The you know, you're sick as a dog. Although that. Those those tend to fuel fantastic shows as well because adrenaline is times five because you're just trying to survive. That moment hits, and that is a that is magic through and through. One more family question: I was so moved by your post related to David Crosby and uh, music fans, listeners. Like we feel, we feel a connection to to artists. Like we feel like we know them because it's just that's just the power of music, right? But you were super close uh, with David, and um, I just wonder if you would mind sharing a memory or two of David and uh, what you two were working on. Well, um, 
Yeah, no, that was hard. That was hard. Um, and yeah, that was my uncle David, you know, and he was, uh, talk about somebody who he loved music so much. He loved, and he was so good at it. Uh, he taught me all my, uh, he was the guy who got me into, uh, alternate tunings. I mean, my dad did a bit too, but then he got me into the rest of them. The way that you play a guitar differently, you know, you're, you're, you know, you got, you got four chords that you usually do. You learn them, you know, E, A minor, A major, D, C, F, G, whatever. And it just gets kind of like, you know, it's, it's like hard to innovate. Right. And it's hard to sort of like get out of, you know, do something different and new and, 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 the alternate tuning thing was really cool because it just made you relearn how to play guitar. And also you'd get these, what's called voicings and you, you know, you're making these chords sound in, in a way that you can't any other way than tune the freaking strings like that. So, you know, David great at doing that. And he had the most peculiar ones like I've never even heard of. And, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have him teach me that. And then later, Later on, you know, and but he'd and he'd always watch me growing up. They'd be like, "Come on, on stage, you know, Christopher, you're so good, and you're way better looking than your dad." And you know, he joke around. He was a funny guy. You know, he was really funny. And um, but he and he was a prankster, and he's also opened his mouth and put his foot in his mouth like more times than I don't think any anybody in the business. And but his music is so good and you know people tend to forgive when the when it's good like that i don't know there's a there's that and and um and then at the end he called me to be in his band he called me to um to play guitar with him for me it was just this really kind of answer as in a, a, a long time after for years and years i was just the kid on the side of the stage saying put me in coach you know like like i, I would like all i wanted to do was go play with them right and you know, when you make it, when you, when you sing a cover song, you're like, I could never sing that song because I could, because I could never sound like that person. And then you're like, no, you would not sound like that person because you can't sound like that person. You're just going to sound like you, but just do the best of you. And then that song is so good. The writing, it'll be great. And then so that, you know, there's this dialogue that happens with between people on stage and the better they are, the better you are. And I just tried to be as good as I could. And then when they get in front of the great ones, you play better. And, and I certainly got to do that with David and the guys. And, um, and I've got to do that with, with lots of people, lots of different artists, you know, that make me play better. It's in the Cardinals, played with Lucas Nelson. I've, you know, I've, I've done umpteen. We did a bunch of light up the blues things. There's a charity with my dad. So I was musical director. So I got to play with, you know, Jacob Dylan. I got to play with, uh, you know, Sheryl Crow, I got to play with, uh, you know, Neil Young, I got to play with all these guys. And, um, and, you know, you just play better when you're when when they're the games on. So, um, but David, David called me on this tour, and he was looking at the future like a young man, and he um, wasn't able to do it. It was, but we did get like, three or four great, amazing rehearsals. And I can tell you that it it was going to be amazing. I was really excited about doing that. It was really, which would made it even more heartbreaking when it, when, when he passed and, and it was just, um, cause he'd retired and he'd come back out of retirement to do it because he just missed it so much. And he was just so excited and, and, um, it was kind of a shock, but, um, but it, it was like, I was finally in this role officially, 
not just as a sit-in, because I sat in with the with them a bunch, and it was always like, "Whoa, you're really good." And 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 the guy, you know, you know, there was always this, I would say, healthy competition. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it healthy because I don't know if it wasn't, but uh, you know, with those guys, Graham and my dad and and David, it's like, you know, what you got, you know, bring it, you know, son. And um, so I would, and they would be like, oh. And it was almost like, okay, well, let's just invite him up for a couple of songs because otherwise he's going to outdo us. And so it was really great to 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 have that sort of in an official capacity of being asked. And then he'd just look at me and he'd I'd do things kind of because we were playing CSN songs and it was on. It, it was definitely on and we sounded amazing. Great memories and reflection from Chris Stills. A few more music memories from Chris Stills in the Fast Five. Here we go. Yeah, that's good. What's the first song you can remember hearing that you loved? Ooh, that's a good question. I think um, I I, want to say that it might have been one of my earliest memories of a song that I loved was Blondie, and it was Heart of Glass. I remember riding in my mom's old Cutlass Oldsmobile and just this song came on. And like, I remember loving that song. The next one is a, a song that uh, makes you feel the most nostalgic or sparks memories for you. Ooh. Um, these are hard. What's up with this? This is bizarre. Um, nostalgic would be, um, wow, I, I think there, there's some U2 songs like Boy. Uh, Unforgettable Fire. Stuff. It just reminds me of when I was a kid, because that's what I was listening to. So in high school, and then those those first songs. How about your go-to song for dancing, or a, a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? Oh man, Jamiroquai is always good.
some good stuff. Yeah, there's always yeah, there's some funky stuff. Oh, there's always something good in there. Uh, okay, kind of along those lines, a song that makes you feel like working out or uh, maybe motivates you to do something that you don't feel like doing. Oh, I have a workout playlist. I mean, there's the, uh, oh, Lola by the Kinks. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name and in a top voice she said hello. I run and I and I, I zone out and I just like and these songs that sometimes I'll put on even a slow song because you get into the and it put it later on in the mix where the kind of the endorphins are going. But maybe cleaning the house. Sometimes I, I ask for the 50s playlist. It's funny you say that because I've I've listened to your EP mowing the lawn. You know? <laughs> it's not uh, it's not exactly lawn mowing music, but it works. It, it was great. Hey, that's, I think that's you're I can I just say that was the first for me. Anybody mowing the lawn of my music is a friend of mine. Uh, last one is a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. Oh, man. Um, Motown lifts me up. Like the Big Chill soundtrack. I love that group of songs and that whole thing. Chris, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if a tour or life brings you anywhere to Columbus, uh, we'd love to see you again. And uh, you know, thanks for enriching our lives with your music. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And I'll, yes, next time I'm, I'm in Columbus, let's make a date. I will come play, sing, talk, do whatever you want. And thank all your listeners for being listeners <laughs> and being cool. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next... Music Journey. Big Bird was originally supposed to fly on the Challenger space shuttle? Or how about this one? The guy who invented Pringles was buried inside a Pringles can. Ever heard of Willie Higginbotham? All of these are episodes of the Internet Says It's True podcast. Every week is a bizarre story from history that sounds fake but is absolutely true. It's like taking a history class but where all the topics are weird and fun. You can listen through the podcast experience at wcbe.org and subscribe on the NPR One app. The Internet Says It's True.